This is a Dece World production in association with Pants Pending Studios. Malakine, everyone. What's up? This is Deese, the host of The Social Hour, and I am here to talk about a brand new show I'm doing called The Dollar Band Podcast. It is a comic book review show where I take obscure, crappy dollar bin comics and tell you if they really are crappy or if they're hidden gems. Plus, we review a new trade paperback every week. Some kind of obscure, random stuff, and we make fun of Rob Liefeld a lot. So pack up that nerd rage, crawl out of your parents' basement long enough to take a listen to an episode, and use the Wi-Fi that they pay for in the cell phone plan that you're on. New episodes every Friday at DeeseComedy.com. listening to The Social Hour. They're not PC. So if occasional language turns you off, then you have all been warned. This is the call before the storm. No, we cannot do it. <laughs> we don't know what, what, what will happen. Get ready for the Social Hour. This is the Social Hour. On today's show, comedian Sam Vidovich. And now your host. He thought Derek Chauvin should have been found guilty of four felonies. The last one being a fashion crime. Did you see that blazer he was wearing? D. Olive Keen, everyone. Welcome to the show. This is the Social Hour. I'm Tease. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, we got a fun show for you to today. My old buddy Sam Vidovich is coming around. We're going to hang out uh, for the day, and we're going to talk about all kinds of stuff. Uh, we're going to get into movies. We're definitely going to talk the new Justice League. New old now. It's been a couple weeks. Does anyone even remember that? We're, not, we're done talking about that now, right? That was a fortnight ago. A fortnight is how long it takes for America to forget about things like police shootings or not. Apparently, we just had a conviction. Derek Chauvin uh, (laughs) uh, convicted all accounts, three counts of murder against George Floyd. Crazy times, man. We're going to get into that. I'll uh, express my opinion on that and more at a later date. For now, we're going to get into it with Sam. Uh, real quickly, guys, uh, go to the website, check out everything going on on the network. We've got lots of live shows around the area. Uh, we've got some new podcasts, all kinds of stuff. Again, some imperfections is, is back. Uh, social minute on hiatus. You'll get some episodes here and there when I have time. And same thing with the dollar bin podcast. I'm recording a new episode of that soon. You'll hear that and see that very shortly. Uh, and always, guys, thanks to our sponsor, too. I want to give a shout-out to our sponsor, uh, Blue Spot Comics, your newest source, online source for comic books. New, old, vintage, back issues, rare variants, uh, CGC and CBCS graded books. They've got some awesome stuff. I got to look through their inventory the other day, and holy moly, holy bejesus, if you like nerd stuff, 
Check them out, guys. You can find them at Blue Spot Comics on Instagram and Facebook and more. Uh, they have daily deals and all sorts of inventory. Or if you're just looking for something specific, hit them up. They're on the hunt all the time and have a bunch of stuff that's not even on their site. So check it out. Uh, all right, guys, that's it for the commercials. Let's get into it. Please welcome Sam Vitovich. The only benefit, I think, is that we we may be swinging back the other way. Like, it could be a soft kind of entry into someone like Bernie, mm -hmm. you know, instead of just uh, like you need like a it's like a palate cleanser. You can't just you, you need a sorbet. Yeah. Bernie or uh, Biden's just the sorb the political sorbet to, to get <laughs> us into uh, towards Bernie. Because I don't think we could have gone straight to Bernie after that. I think it's just people would have gotten the bends, you know, just too much. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, the, th the thing with Bernie is he put a lot of ideas in the forefront of a lot of people's minds. And I think, like, you can't really trust polls that really because it's yeah. like, what kind of freak answers polls, yeah, you know? The, oh, yeah, only you know? it's a self-selecting yeah. self group, you know? Yeah, but, but you do <laughs> see in polls, like, if you want to trust them, the majority of people do support Medicare for all, yeah. higher minimum wage. And, you know, just stronger worker safety nets and workers' rights. And Bernie put a lot of that in the forefront of people's minds. There and is there is a little – yeah, there is a little bit of that stuff kind of happening with Biden, though. Like, it's it seems like we're on the way to a UBI. Um, I don't know. That seems too extreme to me. Like, he he's not even, like – he's so wishy-washy and flimsy on just wiping out college debt. Like yeah. And to me, that seems like such an obvious play considering what we just went through and the way colleges have – tuitions have been going up and up and up and up for people and the job market hasn't been there to support college graduates. It just seems like a no-brainer in this situation to at least wipe out federal college, college debt. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, most of the – I mean, all the – you know, most of the college loans are done through the the – Mm -hmm. you know the feds federal system anyway so that would be that'd be one thing i mean and i mean literally it's all i mean it's all fake money now what are we actually doing it's a shell game you mm -hmm. know it's just a fucking ridiculous like we just move things around i mean there's no i mean you people like complain about you know socialism but we're essentially a socialist country in so many ways anyway right uh, well that's the thing it's like they complain about socialism but they're not going to complain when they get free free stuff, right? Quote unquote free stuff, you yeah. Know? And it's like I have a relative through marriage, and you know she's conservative and is fucking, you know, anti Medicare for all. And it's like she's on Medicare, and she and she's doing <laughs> and she goes. She has like a million doctors appointments a week for like she's going to uh, therapy to uh, learn how to relax her throat so breathing doesn't strain her so much. What the it's fuck? Just like, it, it's, it's just like you're like, – <laughs> like you can't even – like you don't even want like poor people to be able to like go get checked to see if they have, you know, the flu. Right. And you're like getting massages and learning how to breathe. <laughs> yeah, bitch, if, if nature is fucking – if you can't breathe, nature is trying to kill you. You've been selected <laughs> for – you've been naturally selected, bitch. You are out. Yeah. You're gone. We don't need – yeah, I've had – I'm having my body is doing that nat instinctive thing it does to live. Mm -hmm. it, it turns out yeah. maybe you're not uh, meant. Uh, hopefully you're not breeding. Jesus Christ. But uh, I do agree. Like Biden has been doing more than 
I expected, but I think it's because it's like it's such a dire situation he has yeah. to. And and it's like I mean, he's doing changing more stuff, you know, than Obama even did. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing too. I I uh to me looking back on Obama, he was just like too little, too late on everything. Yeah. Just half-assed so much shit and just and and he was like very like just very conservative in so many ways. He was a people idolize cool. Obama. He, yeah, he, he was, was a good cool. speaker. Great statesman, yeah, yeah very presidential. It, it, as a fucking politician for the people, like he did very little. Very impotent. He did very little. I mean, even the uh I mean, he his Obamacare it was the was blow per- job. Yeah, it was yeah, there wasn't it was, much It was a fucking blow job to the uh, you know, the fucking medical industry. Right. Yeah. It's just like yeah, we're going to force people to pay you money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it was I mean it was uh everyone got uh healthcare like, yeah, or you or you paid a fine. Yeah, and it's like and it's like okay, it made it affordable for a lot of people to go and pay these companies money. Yeah. You know, it, when before they wouldn't have even those companies wouldn't even sneezed at them. Right. But it's still like they're getting money. Yeah. Yeah, they're still getting paid. You know, and it's still ridiculous amounts of money. I mean, the, the medical industry is is just that it in is itself so is a, like a Ponzi scheme. It it's seems insane. Like. Well, there's like there's so many. And the crazy thing is just like there's so much written about it. And if you actually go in and start reading it, it's just so insane where it's just like the pr- literally the price of of a procedure will change on a day to day basis. Yeah. Depending on, you know. Who who's they're ta- who, you know which doctor you're talking to, uh, fucking who who's uh who how many have we done so far this month? Yeah, where there is this one study where it's just like yeah this one hospital the CAT scan the price changes all the fucking time and it's just like to me that should be illegal. Yeah, like, it's it's like it's like when you go to like a <laughs> there, should, <laughs> like there a, should be a price for it a is, flat price a flat rate it shouldn't be just like fucking on the whim of you know how your doctor feels that day yeah it's not like king crab legs where it's market price you know just depending on the season and what's available you know yeah Mm -hmm. august uh hard to come by april they're a little cheaper turns Mm -hmm. out you know like what a what a weird thing to have and it shouldn't be it shouldn't even be hospital to hospital i feel like it should be the same price across the market because like i mean uh, unless you're getting like a bootleg fucking cat scan in Tijuana, mm-hmm. I assume they're they're offering the same results, right? You know, or at least I'd hope so. I don't, maybe not. Well, it's just one of those things where it's like, I get states' rights in some instances, but like I, we're way more connected now than we were when that stuff was written. Yeah, and we need we need to make laws that reflect that. Like like the whole weed thing, like it needs to be federally legalized. Like. Like, if you, how many states right now have some form of uh, legalization? Like, God, like 20 some? I think more than half now. Yeah. And to think that, like, you can buy legal weed in a state and drive through another state, get pulled over, and have your life destroyed, like, that, that shouldn't happen. Well, yeah. I mean, we live, well, I mean, I, I, we, we did. Yeah. I did. You did. I, I do live so close to Idaho with it. Um, and people, you know, from Idaho come over to Spokane, buy weed, go back over. I know people who've gone over to do, you know, for the Lake Day or go do show or something in Coeur d'Alene and then just end up getting pulled over for weed and getting fucked. I mean, the, uh, 
but Idaho just made it constitutionally illegal uh, to to legalize marijuana as a state. They made they made a constitutional amendment that weed cannot be legal in Idaho. So even if they make it federally legal, Idaho is still fighting that as a state. I wonder how that would work out then. So would it be that no one is allowed to sell it in Idaho, but you're federally allowed to be holding? That's a good question. That was that's what what I was wondering because yeah, federal law would trump yeah, yeah yeah trumps the state law, but but also the state law I think would still stand in a sense of because it's like even when um, uh, like we had that weird situation like six eight years ago in Spokane when they legalized it like recreationally mm-hmm. uh but it was still illegal federally so the mm-hmm. feds came in and raided all the you know the stores and shit do you remember that i don't remember them raiding i don't remember hearing that but yeah it was like eight years ago yeah. or so and uh yeah they came th- when the sh- when the shops just opened up and they weren't like uh it was it wasn't legal like it, it was now it was like a step in between like medicinal and whatever it is now. And uh, yeah, they came in and raided all of them and like took all their shit. And it's like, yeah, they're like, Hey, this is our job. We sell the drugs. (laughs) We can do this. This is the, this moving in on our turf. Taking money out of the CIA's pocket. You sons of bitches. Well, obviously Idaho, they just need their governor to have a sex scandal. And then, (laughs) and then weed will get legalized like that. The, I mean, it's so strange. I mean, it's gotta be weird. Cause you're, you know, Idaho's like, we are so against even the idea of legalizing pot, and then Oregon's like fucking legalize it all, man. Mm-hmm. You know, which honestly, I I love that model so much better. It's been proven to work in countries like Norway and more that right. in Spain and or Portugal and stuff like that. It it is a better model. Um, it were it's so antiquated to think that you can just legislate people not smoking weed. And I get it. if you want if you want to you know maybe keep heroin illegal. I kind of get that, okay? Sure. Like, but, but you know, to make the the fact that marijuana in a state like Idaho is still a Schedule One drug, like heroin, is fucking insane. It is, and I mean, the thing that like bugs the shit out of me is just like, I thought th- I thought this was like, it's everyone that's against it is so like for and rah 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 liberty and like yeah. personal liberty and all this shit. Right. It's like. It's like, okay, so you're free to do whatever you want until someone wants to do something you don't want to do. Right. And, well, then, and then it's, fuck, fuck you, like this is you know, a crime against God or whatever. Well, that's the thing. It's, it's that l- we're all about liberty and don't infringe, don't tread on me uh, unless, you, you know, unless right. you're treading on me with your, your guy wearing stilettos because mm-hmm. that's, a, you know. Yeah, it's that like, makes me feel weird. <laughs> right. You know, it's, it's when, once, you, once I disagree with what your freedom wants to be, then mm-hmm. all of a sudden I'm not so into that type of freedom. And also for a state like Idaho, where I assume about 80% of people have DUIs, uh, to to, uh, be against pot is a weird fucking thing. I mean, you know, you know me. I mean, I don't drink anymore, but I was a big drinker for a long time. And I said for over a decade, maybe two decades even, I'm like, I don't smoke weed. I drink a lot. But if someone asks me, okay, it's your decision. Either we're going to keep uh, alcohol legal and weed is illegal forever. Or we're going to make weed legal and alcohol yeah. is illegal. I'd be like, make weed legal. Cause like yeah. it's way fucking safer. A hundred percent. You know, I would, I would make that even when I was a heavy drinker in a heartbeat, I would have made that deal. Mm-hmm. 
just from pure statistics and like what safety as a country. Yeah, I mean, it's funny too because uh, Biden, uh, they just uh, fired everyone in their administ- administration that admitted to smoking pot. Did they? Yeah, <laughs> which is h- hilarious because it's just like, okay, fucking you, you kind of deserve to get fired because you fucking admitted to that on yeah. a government form. Like you fucking dumb nerd. Like why? Why would you have? Never admit to your employer anything right. like that. Yeah, unless you uh, fucking, yeah. unless you're in a court of law, and even then, maybe lie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, it's just like because DC, it weed is legal in DC, um, but they just fired Biden. Just cleaned out his administration, you know, except for Kamala, who has said on record that she smoked weed. I think she is probably lying about that just to seem cool. Yeah, right. She's <laughs> the know? one, the only one that's yeah. lying about it the other way. Yeah. Um, Wait, hold. So let me ask a question. Did he fire people who, like, retroactively who have smoked weed in their life or are currently smoking weed? I think weed? active weed users. Active weed yeah. users. That's, that's the, what I read. Okay. So, um, but it's, I think it's weed. I think they don't like weed because it's just seen as, like, a motivation killer or something, which is, like, the worst thing you could be to s- someone like Biden, you know, from that generation. I suppose, Like, you yeah. have to be, like, a, a strapping member of the workforce or something. Right, and yeah. Seems like, this fucking, like, oh, if you just want to, like, grow your hair out and lounge about and listen to your fucking hippie music. What if we do cocaine? Is yeah. he cool with that? <laughs> I mean, but, and then the other thing is, like, you know, he... F- he doesn't want anyone that's ever smoked that's smoking weed in his administration, but he's going to give his son, you know, a sure. million chances. Yeah, his who's son's allowed to fuck crack. up over and over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, did you hear about the gun story, the no. Hunter's gun story? This uh, it's an older story, but it's like getting talked about again. Is uh, some him and his wife they had a had a gun, and his wife took the gun because she was afraid he was going to do something with it, a pistol. Yeah. And she threw it in a dumpster behind a supermarket. And Okay. And Smart. Yeah. Shrewd. And Who'd then look for it there? And then they were like, oh, fuck, that was probably not so smart. Let's go get <laughs> Let's go get the gun. It's and it wasn't, and it wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, and it's registered, registered to Hunter, and it wasn't there. And they're like, fuck. And then, like, a uh, couple days later. Well, the good, the good news is. Uh, the type of people who f- who dig through dumpsters and potentially find guns definitely aren't nefarious or commit right. crimes. And it was right across the street from a school, too. <laughs> so they were, like, afraid that a kid would find oh, it. Oh, Jesus Christ. But, so a guy did find it because he would go through that dumpster to find recyclables, and uh, he turned it into the police. Okay. And then the Secret Service showed up and were saying, hey, you need to give us that gun and – you know, get rid of all the r- reports about it and blah, blah, blah. And the police were just like, no, we're not doing that. And now the Secret Service, now there's, they're denying that the Secret Service was ever asking for the gun at all. Yeah. Because, you know, you don't want to show that y- daddy's pulling favors for his favorite son. I ass- or, uh, no, his fuck up son. I his favorite son died. Yes. <laughs> was killed. Son was- <laughs> I assume this was when he was vice president. Or was uh, this? It, uh, yeah, it was during when he was vice president. God, what I mean. Here's the thing: uh, people have kids that fuck up. I don't think that's necessarily always a direct reflection. Sure. Of, yeah, you, you can't know, control that. Like you know the I 
it, that's a the, the sending the Secret Service and like trying to erase the records. That's fucking wild. But like also using uh, Biden uh, Biden's son's mistakes as a reason to like a thing to hold against Biden is such a weird. It's such a weird, like, draconian fucking... Well, I, I wouldn't hold Hunter's mistakes against Biden. I would hold Biden's mistakes of trying to help Hunter. That That, that is different. That, right. Yeah, that you and, can and start talking like, about. Or, like, like him the, the letting, bailing him out. Yeah, bailing him out. Or all the laptop shit, which the way the media dealt with that was fucking insane. Yeah. Like, it was, like, basically just, like, fucking 1984 shit, where it's just, like, hey... We're just going to completely deny th- that this is even a thing. It's completely made up, even though if you look into it, there's there's more than enough more than enough smoke there to warrant investigating. Right, at least looking into. But every, yeah, who who who's even interested in looking into it? That would none of them go were, against the narrative. Yeah. You know, that would you know you can't write anything that did uh, look bad against mm-hmm. that administration because then you're a traitor to the cause forever. You and you're sent you're wished out. To, it's like that episode of the Twilight Zone where Billy's wishing people out to the cornfield. You know, mm-hmm. if if you start go talking against whatever the liberal agenda is right now, they just wish you out in that fucking cornfield. And if you are interested to hear actual reporting on it, go read Glenn Greenwald and Matt Taibbi's reporting on it because they're the only ones that did anything with it. Where, who are they? So Where do they report from? Well, Glenn Greenwald, he was the one that helped with the Snowden stuff. Okay. He was the reporter that helped Snowden. Okay. And he was writing for The Intercept, which he helped found, and he left The Intercept and went independent be- all because of the Hunter Biden laptop story where he wrote his whole piece on it. And uh, the other board members of the Intercept were like, hey, we want you to fucking change this because right now it sounds like, you know, you're being too critical of Biden and yeah. you're, you're implying that Biden's, you know, a part of some shady shit and uh, we don't want you to do that. And he was like, well, no, I'm not going to change my story. And he, right. and he left and Matt Taibbi, he was a big writer for Rolling Stone. He kind of like – he was like he wrote a bunch of books on like the 08 financial crisis and all this stuff and uh he recently left and they're both on Substack now which is basically just like Patreon for writers. Oh, you, okay. you you subscribe to their newsletters, there's a free version and then you can subscribe for a fee and uh they both covered that story and Taibi he used to report in Russia so he has connections there and he kind of understands that landscape better. Yeah. And because it it was all about Hunter Biden working for this energy company in the Ukraine and them leveraging Joe's position as vice president to basically get rid of this one government regulator and replace him with one that would play ball with that energy company. Right. Yeah. And and if you look into it, it's like, okay, all this seems pretty much like it happened this way, but uh, it was – Dude, basically, like, the fucking CIA and all these intelligence agencies are in bed with the liberal media right now. Sure, yeah. And are, are, you know, basically just, like, controlling so much of their narrative. And their whole thing was they wrote this letter, this open letter about the Biden, Hunter Biden laptop situation. And they're like, this basically looks like a Russian information campaign to discredit Joe Biden before the election. Yeah. And then the media took that 
and they basically, all the reporting was, this is a Russian disinformation campaign to affect Joe Biden in the election. So that original letter was, it is a Russian information campaign. They have true information that yeah. they're releasing to affect the outcome of this election. Right. And the media just was like calling it disinformation. This is made up fake news, Russian bullshit. And so that's what, you know, anyone that watched CNN, MSNBC thought it was. They thought it was just a complete conspiracy theory, even though it had more merit to it than so much of their reporting on Trump. Well, yeah, I'm not a Trump guy. Like, I'm not a Trump guy at all. (laughs) I think Trump I think Trump should basically get the Pesci treatment and then casino. You know, yeah, like fucking beat him to death with a baseball bat and roll him into a grave. (laughs) Like, I'm not a Trump guy, but I'm not a Biden guy either. That's the thing. Like, it doesn't have to be one team or the other. That's, you know, that's what's gotten so crazy is I'm with you 100 percent. I'm not a Trump guy at all, uh, but I'm not a Biden guy either because there's not much to lean on there. And it's like. I mean, it's literally, I mean, the, the analogy's been made before, but it's literally like they're sports teams. I mean, they've got mm. fucking mascots. One's a donkey, one's an elephant. Like, they literally have, like, identi- like identities. Right. And there's no middle ground anymore. I mean, I'm politically lost, essentially. Not lost, but I'm politically an island, I, I suppose is a better way to put it. I don't right. have an identity. Um, you know, I do a lot of stuff, speak at events and do things with a lot of libertarians. Um, but I don't identify with that political party either because mm-hmm. there's some crazy shit. I mean, I, in a lot of ways I do, but in a lot of ways I don't. Sure. Um, and it's just the, the one thing I do agree with them a lot on is like, fucking do you, man. Do you know, do mm-hmm. you like I'm not trying to infringe on what you do, whatever you want to do. Let your freak flag fly as long as it doesn't affect me and other people and hurt anyone. Yeah, you know? I'm fine with that, too. I, I think government does have a role in our society, and government should be taking care of certain things. Yeah. Just because, like, if you privatize it, especially in in a capitalist society, they're just gonna they're gonna fuck people. They're gonna squeeze them for everything they got. They're gonna cut corners, and we we see that everywhere in our society yeah. right now. Well, I mean, look what happened before unions. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, people were just you know the depression era shit. People yeah. were just what you you work for a loaf of bread in a day because you do anything just to try to feed your family. Right, you know? and and you know a lot of these libertarians and conservatives, you know, they talk about how all this stuff is ruining the economy, too many regulations. And it's like, well, it's really easy for you to say that because all these other people struggled to get regulations in, so you don't have to suffer like they did. Right. And it's this very like short-sighted idea of how this stuff works. Yeah, their industry was not regulated at one time either. Yeah, you know. and someone got abused by a boss because because of that. Right. And now you're not getting abused <clears throat> because that person, you know, sacrificed yeah. whatever they had to to get that stuff implemented. Yeah, it's like the uh, one of the things uh, that. Uh, when Joe Jorgensen was on the show, I one of the things I kept kind of challenging her on was the minimum wage thing because they kind of don't believe they don't believe in general. Well, not all you know libertarians have such a wide swath of uh, ideas. Specifically, her she didn't believe there should be a minimum wage. Uh, that she's like the the uh, the free market will take care of you know you get to decide why should you know you get to decide what you think is fair to work for. And I'm like yeah that's. That's that's great if people aren't shitty, you know, but 
if big corporations who hold all the power and money say we're going to pay you six dollars an hour now well you go like well i just won't take that job well if ever all pretty much all jobs start paying that well then you don't have a choice the bar has been lowered you mm-hmm. know and you know you can't so eventually you're just going to take any job to try to make a living and then now that's the new minimum standard yeah uh and i mean don't tell me that these corporations that are just getting more and more greedy and squeezing more money out of their companies uh, and profit margins wouldn't do that mm-hmm. well yeah it's just like this weird idea that that these giant corporations will know what's best and will do what's best for the common good right and it's just like what are you talking about yeah like the, <laughs> the, like the only way they got that successful was having like this psychopathic drive yeah like it's it's just so bizarre to me and i mean the the idea of like the free hand of the market is like the most retarded thing to me yeah it's not it's like <laughs> the market is not like some magical entity it's people it's right. it's people making decisions and us letting people make decisions and you know and it's just like so we need to make we need to make sure that those decisions being made are in favor for the greater good. Yeah, it's not like some magnanimous genie yeah. who just is like ready to do the best thing for everyone. Yeah, no, it's 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 cause and effect, and the the cause is people people's decisions. Right, and it's just I don't know, and you know it's like obviously unions are flawed too because yeah the thing is like they want to argue unions are flawed. Well, it's like not having unions. There's also a lot of flaws with that it turns out if people are involved there's going to be flaws because people are flawed right so but i like the idea of at least giving a group of poor people some leverage against companies you know yeah well some leg to stand on to be able to it's like uh oh, pull yourself up by your bootstraps like bootstraps do you think these people can afford boots like they fucking you know there's they've got no money the what this the cost of living is has risen to astronomical amounts um i mean everything's just more expensive and minimum wage you know doesn't cover it anywhere and i mean i get it there was a time when minimum wage was designed for you know high school kids or people who are working part-time and you know it's like hey work work harder and get a better job or get an education or here's your here's your first experience in the workforce yeah you're working a you know just kind of menial job and like that but now that's people that's how people survive now is off those jobs right because the job market is so shitty and there's you know even the job market's so shitty because those companies wanted cheaper costs so they moved a lot of those jobs to other countries yeah or places like walmart and uh you know these big companies. I was gonna say Sears, like that's a company anymore. <laughs> that's fucking old. I am Sears, Sears. That's where I get my dungarees. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the uh, like Walmart will. You know they stop. They don't really hire full time employees anymore. They hire just part time, so they don't don't even have to pay benefits. So now these people have. You know, before at least if they had a full time job, and if uh, you know maybe they weren't making as much an hour, but they would at least get benefits so that was kind of offsetting you know so that was a bit that was you know quite literally a benefit of the job uh so it kind of washes out where now it's like oh we'll now have to work three part-time jobs and try and balance that schedule just to pay rent and none of them pay me any benefits and it's like Mm -hmm. it's fucking wild yeah i don't know uh i mean i was telling you off mic like during the quarantine i got really into like epstein stuff yeah and that just kind of changed my whole perspective on class. And there, there's just a huge class divide. And I think, 
I just I just think if you're born into an elite rich class, you are just you you see the world differently because your environment you know teaches you to see it differently, and you, yeah, and it really is just like I think it's just a whole nother world, and they really do. They they think that because they have problems, they have the same problems as everyone else. Right. And they just absolutely do not. Yeah, they're so out of touch. I mean, I hear some of these guys that start, uh, you know, start talking on, you know, on, on different talk shows or podcasts. I'm like, did you just you are I don't care where you grew up or how you grew up. You have been rich for too long. Mm-hmm. Like you do not understand what it's like. Right. <laughs> you know what these people are going through now and how difficult it is. Well, and it's yeah. And it's like you hear like fucking George Clooney talk and he's just like, you know, I'm from fucking Missouri, whatever. Like I'm I know what middle America is like. Yeah, like, we're from there. And it's like, George, you've been a fucking millionaire for how long? Right. And you've been, like, one of the most, like, you know, famous people for how long? And it's just like, oh, yeah, I forgot. Like, money, fame, and power, those don't change people, right? Right, That's the old saying. Those (laughs) those things never change anyone. (laughs) You just the same forever. Yeah, and it's just like, get like, fuck off. And, And I think that's why so much of, like, famous liberals, they do, they support these liberal politicians that are, like, philosophically liberal liberal kind of like liberal but as far as their actual policies go they're pretty conservative like obama and biden are both very conservative politicians no matter what fox news wants to tell you yeah and and someone like george clooney he can support them because he doesn't feel those conservative uh policies you know constricting around his life he just likes the way they speak yeah. Because they speak to make you feel good. Yeah. Right. And it's like and I think that's why like Bernie had such a huge grassroots support base and he didn't have, you know, the typical liberal support base. It was because when he spoke, poor people that had been feeling the effects of Obama, politicians like Obama and Biden and Bush, the people that actually felt the effects of their policies were like this guy is is speaking to us yeah. and someone like George Clooney would never understand that. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not even like a fucking socialist, like communist guy. Like <laughs> I, I do listen to s- some of those people because generally I think like it's like they have like a more realistic grasp on, uh, you know, the average American struggle. Um, but I'm not like fucking, you know, we need to go full China. Yeah. Yeah, that I mean, I think, uh, like if this conversation started, I think hopefully it's we're moving in the right direction with that. Um, I think my my, I propose that we now do elections, presidential elections, like the masked singer. <laughs> yeah. You don't you don't you, see who it is. No, at all. yeah, yep. You don't know who it's they just, are, male, female. They have voice modulators. We just ask them questions and they yeah. answer that question and that's yeah. it we don't know anything else about them yep. you know you take off the mask and you're like, you're like holy shit <laughs> only it's the governor of florida yeah. i never would have guessed that well i guess you're the president now yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think it makes such a difference mm. yeah i don't know I just, identity I just like don't have faith in our system at all anymore like that's kind of where i'm at where i just it's just like it fails in such spectacular ways and both sides fail in such spectacular ways, but they've convinced so many people that it's the other side that's to blame for all the failures. Oh, it's, and, it's, and you, you use that sports analogy, and it very much 
people tur- have turned to politics, and I think this is like <coughs> a problem in our society, and it's a gross one where where politics has become like such a it has become a form of like entertainment yeah. and sp- and sports for us and i don't think that's very healthy to always be thinking about it and always be tr- rooting for one side and the truth is it's like what do you think this is it's never going to end you're n- we're never going to f- you're never going to fully beat the other team right you know it's not like there's ever going to come a time when the the democrats are completely gone and it's just the conservatives yeah. <laughs> like like it's just like everyone's delusional into thinking like oh we're going to fucking finally beat them yeah you just well they'll eventually die out or we'll you know it's the, like that's never going to happen yeah. the the same thing's always going to happen where it's like they're going to get their turn the other team's going to get their turn because everyone's always going to eventually get sick of w- one politician and you know, just blame the party and go to the next guy. Well, the crazy thing is you'd think if if they just realized that if they just, you know, uh, compromised and tried to make everyone happy uh, or not, not, not everyone, not everyone should be no one here. Someone, I don't remember who said this, but basically if, if things are working best when neither party is a hundred percent happy. Right. And that, that, that's very, very true. And I think it should be that way. Um, and you know, I think a lot of things changed during Ob- or with Obama's presidential run, um, first, his first presidential run and not by his fault necessarily, but he kind of became the first celebrity president, you know, people wearing his shirt and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, posters. And I remember even, I, I mean, I even voted for Obama, but I'm like, that's just fucking weird. It's weird. Like your president should be the guy who is, you know, taking care of business and you, you know, uh, doing the best for this country to keep us safe, but like, shouldn't be like a celebrity that you, y- you know, idolize that way. Yeah, no, it is, and well, I think that's just like our culture at large is like that right now, where it's just like anyone with any amount of notoriety, they expect certain things from them, and yeah. expect them to be a certain way, and if they're not that way, then they want to take away all that notoriety and you know say you know you're part of the problem and all that shit where it's just like i don't need to hear everyone's political opinion like i don't need to hear every famous person's political opinion and it really isn't them committing violence by not voicing their opinion right like this whole idea that like if if you're not constantly talking about some issue you're contributing to that issue is retarded to me yeah it's like if, if that's the case, then everyone's just going to be talking all at the same time and no one's going to hear anything. Right. And that's what's happening right now is like everyone's just like vo- just yelling their opinion and ignoring everyone else because <laughs> there's a million opinions coming at everyone all the time. Yeah. It, the, the the wild thing about. Yeah. You, you hit on something that's really interesting there about how people, you know, celebrities feel like they have to voice their opinion. And even like corporations like it was something like Kleenex. Mm-hmm. Or someone had like ha- made a statement on Instagram about stop Asian hate. It's like you're fucking Kleenex. Like we don't need to know what side of Asian hate you fall on. Mm-hmm. I assume you didn't hate Asians, yeah. but like you don't need to make a statement about how terrible it is. Like you know, uh, that's you know, 
maybe the president should say something about it if there's a consistent thing going on. Uh, maybe a couple other world leaders or yeah. American leaders. But, like, we don't need, like, uh, you know, Coca-Cola to be like, hey, man, you know, we like Asians, too. It's like, yeah. okay, great. Well, and I'll- it's also, like, you know, the sick thing is, like, people think that's a good thing where it's just, like, McDonald's is, like, has the gay pride flag up. And they're like, oh, right. this is a step in the right direction. It's like, dude, they're lying to you to sell you something. Right, they're pandering. Because guess 100%. what? McDonald's in China, they don't, they're not fucking waving the gay pride <laughs> flag around at all. Yeah. You know, it's like McDonald's in the Middle East. Yeah, they don't care about homos in the Middle East. Right, yeah, it's not McDonald's. It's just it's just the American capitalism realizing how they can get more money out of your pocket. And right. they will do they will sell their they are cheap whores. They will mm-hmm. they will sell their soul for a nickel to sell you a 99 cent cheeseburger. Yeah, and it's just like they're not the ones we should care about their opinions, you right? Know? And it's just—it's a weird—it's just a weird mm-hmm. thing where it's just like I feel—I feel like I'm rubbing against so much of the way the culture is going. It's just like I don't—I don't know where I fit in at all with this stuff. Yeah. But the other thing is like you just—I've also like come to realize like I hope there is a silent majority out there that doesn't actually feel this way, where it is a limited amount of people that just happen to be always within the media and you know or a small group of people that are constantly online that are making it seem like most people feel this way yeah most people do feel like it is a good step to have giant corporations pretend to be your friend right you know well yeah i mean or most or that you know Someone should fucking lose their job because they fucking made a joke or whatever. Right, or said and, something 20 years ago. Yeah, and it's like, or it's, it's just like I've been thinking about comedy a lot recently, too, because I'm planning on starting to do it again now that yeah. things are opening up. And it's just – it's, like, offensive to me that people are telling me as an adult I'm not allowed to think something's funny. Right. And it's like, no, I am allowed to, and if you don't think it's funny – that doesn't mean it's fucking violence or something. Right. Like, it's like, not hate speech it's because not hate you speech don't, it doesn't make yeah. you feel good. It's like I should be able to make a joke at a, a racist joke or a sexist joke or whatever joke, and I'm an adult. I'm telling it to other adults. Right. And, you know, if someone takes it the wrong way and that, that like, feeds into their racism, that's not my fault. I'm not, I'm not responsible for the tiny fraction of a – of the population that, you know, interprets it this way. It's like, I thought us as Americans, like we've had this discussion a million times. This is, you know, violence in video games. This is rap music. This is metal music. It's it's that conversation over and over and over again. And for whatever reason right now, it's like people see, see comedy as like, like, Oh, it, you know, these are jokes until you say the wrong thing. And then it's, you're giving a fucking speech. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's funny because it's, it's jokes, offense, again, <laughs> whose line of offensive? I mean, I do a lot of uh, religious material in my jokes, in my comedy, making fun of religion. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, guess what? That's something that no no liberals will ever take umbrage with. Because well, most as long of as you're are... making fun of the white religions. Re- well, yeah, right. Make fun of the brown religions, you know, then that's, <laughs> then that that's different. Issue. But, like, you know, I mean, I make fun of, you know, Christianity, whatever, like, yeah, yeah, no problem. It's like, well, why is that okay? Because that, I mean, I don't give a shit, but also I realize that there's some people who that's the most sacred thing in the world to them. Mm-hmm. So 
are they fucking piece of shit? Is it fine to make them feel like shit? You know, because I mean, I had a I had a lady in Coeur d'Alene one time stand up and yell at me from the crowd because I was making fun of Catholics so hard, and I'm like. And, you know, I just kind of snapped back at her and told her, I'm like, listen, lady, I, I'm like, she's like, I'm Catholic and you're the worst. I'm like, well, listen, I'm, I'm you know, is this the first time you've heard about priests fucking kids? Like, I don't know if you don't like it, fucking stop giving them money every Sunday. Right. But like, it's not my fucking fault. Um, but, you know, I mean, people get mad on both sides and who's you, they're both right. And neither one of them are right. You well, know, and, and the thing I've been saying for a while now is with the super woke ideology it's just another form of religion where it's just yeah. like you have to think exactly like me and if you don't you're you're you know you're so wrong that it's hurting our society right and it's just like we fuck can't that. associate fuck with that you. i i'm an adult that i don't hurt, go out and actively hurt people yeah and i'm trying and in some ways i you know, I'm trying to make stuff better through my actions or through money or whatever. And I should be allowed to, you know, fucking think it's funny to make an innocuous joke about whatever, you know. And it's just the whole idea of punching down, I don't believe in at all. It's like if I make fun of a friend, I'm not metaphorically punching him. Yeah. You know, I'm fucking... If you if you want to keep going with the physical metaphor, I'm poking him. Well, Colin Quinn has a great uh, quote of saying, "There's no such thing as punching up or punching down. It's all just play fighting." Right. Like yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And it's just like, and it and the thing is, it's like if if someone tells a joke and it m- makes you think of like getting struck, well, you're a pussy. And, yeah. And honestly, like, go away. Like you need you need to toughen up. And you standing. And the thing is, I, th- I think in a lot of their heads is like them speaking out against a joke is in their head. They're like, oh, I'm I'm being an activist today. Oh, you're right. I'm doing I'm the right thing. Standing up for yeah. it's like, no, you're being a whiny teenager. <laughs> yeah, you're being a cunt. Yeah, we don't fucking need that shit. Yeah, it's it's just looking like you're on the right side of things. And the problem with progressive too, I like I consider myself pretty liberal. I don't like to use the term progressive though. Mm-hmm. The term with the, the problem with progressive is that it, there, there's never there's never an end. So anytime you get to, you know, you're like, all right, we did it. You know, like, so let's say take something like, all right, gays can get married. It's like or whatever. You, there's always more to do. And they right. keep moving the goalposts. So like language, you know, they it's like we don't say this anymore. Now we say this. Like I got into it with someone a while back because. I do a lot of homeless outreach stuff and someone was Is that the whole that's the whole look thing. You're yeah, that's look, I'm trying to blend in. As <laughs> Is it working? Yeah. <laughs> uh, You're uh, trying to normalize the homeless look. Right, the, the hobo, homeless aesthetic. Hobo chic. Uh, <laughs> and the uh, they someone gave me sh- started giving me shit. They're like uh, it's not homeless. It's it's unhoused. And I'm like, you can uh, unfuck yourself, you piece of shit. I'm like, first <laughs> of all, like I'm uh, uh, first of all, I'm out here helping these people doing what I can. And you're nitpicking. <clears throat> right. And you're nitpicking. I'm like, guess what? No one has ever been like, uh, that's a homeless person. Be like, actually, they're unhoused. And the homeless person been like, oh, thank you. That helps. I'm still hungry. You well, know, and that's the thing. It's just like they're so obsessed with this shit that doesn't matter. But it's very easy to uh, trade in that in in doing in those actions because it's yeah. just like it's easy to just like complain about something. It's hard to actually go out and try and fix right. an issue. It's a weird emotional currency that like yeah. makes people feel good. Yeah, and it's it you know it like it, it is just kind of like virtue signaling. 
I mean, uh, by definition, it is virtue yeah. signaling or whatever. And it's just this obsession. It's, it's an obsession with aesthetics and making sure that it looks like we're dealing with something the right way, but we're never actually dealing with it. Right. It just We're just, you know, pointing it out is as good as doing something proactively, mm-hmm. it seems like. This and is it's also just like if the majority of people aren't offended by the word homeless, then you trying to make it offensive is just like counterproductive. Well, so it, if uh, that is like the new PC thing is it's not homeless, it's unhoused. So I actually like I'm like, listen, you piece of shit. And like the so let me break this down for you guys. Um, homeless, the word home is the prefix, the suffix less, which means without. OK, uh, let's go to unhoused. Uh, the suffix now being housed home. Same thing. The prefix is not. So not housed or without home. So they're the same fucking word. You're just. <laughs> I mean, like, I think the, their arguments are usually just like, you know, oh, that word. It, it's not just the literal definition. It's the cultural baggage of the word or whatever, you know. Well, if once we start calling them unhoused, isn't doesn't that cultural baggage just shift to that word? Exactly. It's the same thing. Nothing has exactly. changed. You're just using a different term for it. You know, it's like... Well, and I've heard this argument with the word retard, which I have been saying, and I'm trying to stop again. I also got <laughs> I got into a bit of a, a, bit of a habit of using uh, some hom- uh, homophobic words again. Because uh, uh, I actually got a job... Uh, and one of my coworkers is a crippled Asian man, and he likes to say fag quite a bit, <laughs> and it got me back into saying it. I'm working on not saying it. You can be mad at him if you want. Yeah, it's his fault. It's he's pretty. Uh, he's crippled and Asian. He exactly, can do what he wants. You know, he's he's life dealt him two blows. Yeah. So, but it's it. I I lost my train of thought now. Um, You've been saying homo and retard a lot. Or something. <laughs> I think you oh, oh, retard. I heard this idea where it's just like, well. Um, you know, they want to stop saying retarded, stop saying retard. It's, you know, it's like uh, mentally unfit or uh, mentally challenged or whatever it is now. Yeah. And it's like, well, you're using that word to describe someone who is not as smart as the standard. So whatever word you use to describe it instantly is going to become an insult to a certain group of people. Right. Because it's like just by definition, it means to be, you know, less mentally equipped than the standard yeah so it's like it it really doesn't matter what word you're saying it's going to wield the same power as retard because by definition you're describing you know something less than the standard yeah it doesn't it's uh i wrote this comedy article years ago and i made this analogy and i've used it a bunch since but like about pc culture at the time and god this was 10 years ago i wrote this article it's just fucking coming more and more true but like uh the i made the analogy like if you know people use the n-word it's offensive but if a group of friends decide to use the term a steve as a pejorative for black people that's now the same as using the n-word in to those people you know, because that's what they mean. They don't mean uh, a name that's short for Steven. They mean the N-word. So, like, so is that okay? If you're like, oh, look at that N-word over there. It's fucking stupid or stupid Steve. You know, like, 
That's a, it's the same thing now. It's not what you're. It's not the word you use. It's the context behind it. It's what that word means. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like you're saying with you know retard or mentally deficient or whatever, uh, the word you can change the word, but the definition is the same. So you're not actually changing anything. So it just looks like you're doing something, but you haven't actually it, accomplished just, anything. It's just like they. It's like hitting a reset button on. And it's just like, okay, so we're going to use this word until it collects all the baggage the old word had. Yeah. And then we're going to have to find a new one. And it's just like and, – and it's just like I don't know if that is good or bad. It's annoying to me because yeah. I, I guess I do kind of think it is bad. Like it's just like whatever. Like we have these words. We're using them. Just like whatever. Yeah. It's, I've said forever it's not what you say. It's what you mean. It's your intent uh, with those words. Like, and I don't have a problem in, like, polite society and in just, like, basic society to be like, yeah, it, it is rude and impolite to use, you know, these, these words, words like retard, faggot, whatever, the N-words. That, that's the one I, I won't say. You know, and, and I, I do agree that, okay, it is actually fine that we don't, condone the use of these words yeah. but my problem is when you're not allowed to use it when you're being creative when you're you know when you're repressing when you're repressing the speech of people that are trying to you know do something that's not a part of normal society we're doing something that we're trying to entertain we're trying to you know make you think we're trying to do whatever that's when i have a problem with it yeah well it's like louis ck who's you know used the n-word on stage and he's like he has a f- interesting way of like deconstructing mm-hmm. the uh why it's not okay and using it but by using it in comedy you know right and there's there's ways to do it it's, you can't just put this blanket swath across everything and be like no this is this these things are never okay well and the, yeah and the thing is like it's just like there's this weird idea now that's been passed around where it's like free speech is only between a citizen and the government and it's not like it to me it's like free speech should be a liberal ideal yeah. like it it's it's not just this amendment between the citizens and their government it's a sign of a free society of having you know the ability to say something yeah and it's like sure like I'm okay with a company not allowing, you know, certain words to be used within that company because it can affect other employees or whatever or their own image. Like, I get that. But when we're like, those words can never be said in any context, it's like, well, now we're just creating a power dynamic that can be abused. So what's your thoughts on, like, the censorship with uh, Facebook and and their censorship? I think it's – like, to me, that's, like – dystopian shit because it's just like especially like during a quarantine where there is no like physical public square to speak in yeah those online spaces are the public forums and to say that these groups ideas are okay and these ones aren't like to me that's just like dystopian 1984 shit you know it's really crazy i actually caught a weak ban on facebook not for something i posted online mm-hmm. but in a mess a private message between someone 
They, it was uh, some comedian from L.A. who just messaged me. I never met him, but we were talking, and he asked me about doing shows. I told him I was still doing shows. You know, he's in Idaho. He's like, they're doing, still doing shit in Idaho? I'm like, yeah, man, they don't have COVID over there. They got freedom, Jesus, and guns. Facebook monitored that message, and because of that, they blocked me for a week on Facebook. Because you were saying COVID's not real. I, apparently, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, I don't, they didn't specify what about it it was, but that caught me a week long ban. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the fuck? And like, that's the crazy thing is like, they're even, mo- it's like, they're monitoring private. I mean, I get that they can monitor messages between people, but they're censoring your messages to people uh, between like consenting adults who decided to have a conversation. Um, that was really crazy. The stuff about post what you post, I'm not as uh, opposed to like them being able to censor it because at the end of the day, they are a private company. They can kind of do whatever they want. But they're only doing it because the government's pressuring them to do it. These oh. companies, five, ten years ago, they didn't want to do this, and they've all publicly stated that they, are, you know, they don't want to moderate their their yeah place you know they're just creating a place for people to have discussions in right you know and they're not trying to uh decide what discussions are being had there they're only doing this because the government's pressuring them to and it's because the the government wants like basically it used to be you know there was this dynamic between uh between the conservatives and the, the democrats and the republicans and the Republicans have gone so off the rails yeah. that now the Democrats are just kind of like replicating that dynamic just within themselves to where it's just like this idea of it's this idea of like we are we are the good party. We are so good and we know what's best and we are going to make sure that that is reflected in everything. Yeah. And because all of this stuff it is if you are speaking against the democratic agenda yeah and like uh when biden won the election i was watching uh you know some independent news channel on youtube he's a canadian he's a socialist so just to give you an idea i'm not watching like some fucking you know QAnon shit and i was watching his stream and there's the youtube chat and biden had won and just in in that chat i was replying to someone else and it was literally just about like Biden's crime bill. Yeah. And YouTube wouldn't let me post that comment. That's fucking crazy. That's yeah. And and it's like there and there was Instagram. Someone had posted about Biden Biden being part of the Clinton crime bill and how it was racist. And Instagram and he he took a screenshot and posted it at other places. And Instagram was saying like we will not let you post uh you know false information. And it's like literally Kamala Harris, you know, however many months before when she was still running for president, called that bill racist. Yeah. But now the, you know, the line is, you know, we can't criticize Biden whatsoever because he's the fucking new God emperor of the Democratic Party. You know, what's funny. I just realized in this conversation as you're talking uh, since Biden got into office and I know you're not on Facebook anymore. But they had the, uh, you know, if something was posted, and it was false or, you know, basically like this kind of telling you what information mm-hmm. was real or not. I haven't seen anything come up as like this information is false 
or this information is, you know, not accurate or like something to test, tell you like what, mm-hmm. uh, you know, what percentage of truth is in that. That was rampant on Facebook for months with like COVID and presidential elections. Up stuff. until the elections and all that shit. And yeah. now I haven't seen it at all. Mm-hmm. So now Facebook's like, oh, I, I guess we got a Democrat in office, so everything's fine. Right. We, we, don't did, we did it. We did it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's just bizarre. And, like, this idea that, like, not letting, like, QAnon groups exist is, like, going to help stop QAnon. Yeah. They're, they're, just like, they seem like a determined lot either way. Well, and it's just, like, this idea that it's, like, oh, if you have a problem, you know, hide it. Hide it away in, in a dark closet. Because those people are still going to talk to each other. Right. They're going to find ways to speak to each other and to, you know— keep this going and now it's happening in like dark places where they were yeah they're, like they're, they're only going to hear their version of the world more and more at least when they were like on reddit and facebook there could be people coming in being like hey also this is an idea that maybe this is happening and not what you're saying yeah like they're they're going to be so secluded in their own little silo it's just going to radicalize them even more and i and i was on reddit and i was seeing this conversation happen and someone was just like well how do we stop it then if if we're not doing taking these actions if we're not censoring them how do we stop it and it's just like you don't stop it like there's been radical groups throughout all of history like these are this is a small slice of the population and there's always going to be these small weird slices like like just stop being such a bitch about everything yeah let them have their let them be crazy or let them do their thing you know i mean is there there it's not like the uh, there's a nazi party rising well there maybe there is a little bit uh but <laughs> you know things like that will be will be taken care of uh but yeah i mean they they need to have a voice and they 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 keep um What's really crazy is they keep alienating different uh, people, the, you know, people like you and me and other people who are generally allies for the liberal party that become alienated. And, you know, how far do you distill it down until it's like, how many people have you wished out to the cornfield until you're just like, oh, we have like a hundred people is just all we have left because mm-hmm. we're the ones and don't fucking think a different thought uh, outside of these ideals. And, and the whole thing, and there's just absolutely no loyalty or anything within that ideology. Everyone's just waiting for someone else to fuck up and so they can throw them under the bus so they can have five seconds of, you know, yeah. attention. <laughs> and it, it, it's just like it just seems very unsustainable to me. And it it's weird. And there's just so little empathy within it where it's just like like to me it's like, dude, these people believe this stupid shit because they're stupid yeah and there's a million reasons why they're stupid and most of them are pretty sad yeah i mean it's the idea that you know again like you said they're the intellectually intellectual party and science and all this stuff but man the you know and they're so into you know uh i guess mental health and get people get bettering themselves and this and that it's like okay but also you're 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 anyone has one little misstep and they're just erased forever instead of given an opportunity to uh, be taught better or you know you want to dig in someone's past to find a reason to be mad at this person it's like fuck dude 
if if everyone's past got put up on blast for everyone to see, we'd all be fucked. Don't no one is without reproach when it comes to that shit. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's like everyone's day is gonna come eventually now, and, especially with social media. And that's that's when it just starts to feel just like a fu- like a religion where it's yeah. just my way or the highway type of stuff. Yeah, it's like I grew up in that stuff, and I'm I just. I don't care, like, how well-intentioned you are. Like, I just don't want to be around that kind of ideology. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Um, the uh, – what time you got to go watch that game? Uh, it's at, like, 6.30. But oh, okay. Yeah. I don't need to see all of it. Okay. Yeah, because uh, uh, we're recording this on the NCAA championship night, and the, the Zags are in it. I assume you have, like – is that listeners that are fans of the Zags? I assume so. Uh, I had to pretend like I was a fan of the Zags the other night. Uh, I had a show and I, I postponed it for uh, 45 minutes for to, the game. For the game. Um, and they were playing UCLA, which is my team. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, go Zags. Uh, yeah, definitely want them to win. Uh, I think Baylor's going to crush them, though. That's what I'm hoping because I am anti-zags oh okay you well, want to watch them just it's like schadenfreude you oh, just want to watch them get their asses kicked that's basically because I, I don't i like watching sports I, I don't follow any of it anymore like sports fans like, yeah same thing with you know people that are super into a political party or religious <laughs> you know it it, it rubs it me the wrong lifestyle. way yeah and it bugs me and you know growing up in the pacific northwest I was around, you know, Seahawks fans, Zags fans. So WSU fans. Th- so instantly I hate those teams because I'm around their annoying fans. Yeah. So yeah, I, I hate watch the, sports. Um I will I, I had I had this thought a while back, uh, and I'm gonna float it out there and see what you think. You, um I think uh y- you know how like uh baseball you know the uniform baseball player wears? Mm-hmm. And then their manager like kind of wears a similar uniform. Yeah. I I think all sports their coach should have should, to wear the same yeah. uniform. Like I want to see I want to see Mark Few over there in shorts and a jersey. Yeah, like sitting. Just, <laughs> you have to see a scrawny like wrinkly arms. <laughs> yeah, I think they should. Like, why is he wearing a suit? It's so weird that the managers in baseball wear like the same gear. Mm-hmm. You think they wear they are they're wearing cleats too? Like, what do you need? You're not running the bases, man. Wasn't there? I think there was a baseball coach at some point in the last few years that tried to wear a suit, like was trying to, and MLB was like, fuck no, you don't do <laughs> we that. We wear yeah. yeah. <laughs> You wear those tight, stretchy pants, you fat motherfucker. Slip into this polyester, yeah. Sammy Lasorda. I feel like that was a thing. It could have been. I, I could be off, but I've, I thought that was like a like the White Sox coach or someone was That's trying to wear suits. Like It was like a cool black guy, too, that was going to wear like Good, awesome, like nice awesome suits. suits, good suits. Yeah, yeah. just like salmon colored suits <laughs> dude that was that would have been great i feel like baseball is t- so too conservative for that mm. they're they're so old school america like you know they they're, tradition a, and, yeah and i think they're they're like trying to shake up the sport right now because because it has dropped off so much it sucks it's so boring i like baseball i i mean like that was my favorite sport playing growing up so like something something about it, i just kind of you know have that nostalgic sure. attachment to it but i like watching baseball because it's like you watch like the first three innings you fucking fall asleep. Yeah. You wake up and it's like, you know, the seventh or eighth inning and then you watch the end of the <laughs> yeah, game. Yeah, that's perfect. And you get like that nice mid afternoon nap in. Yeah, let you. And you still catch the two important parts you of the f- game. Yeah, you figure it out. The first three and the last two <laughs> innings. That that would be good. They should they should uh 
truncate games down to like five innings. I like that they implemented a, a pitch clock too. Mm. That speeds the See, game. I didn't even up know up. that. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like I talk about how I like baseball and like I don't watch it. You know? <laughs> I, I live in San Diego now, and the Padres are supposed to be really good. So oh yeah, I've I wanna, heard. I want to try and get back into it. I think Padres have a nice stadium, actually. That's what I keep hearing. Yeah, so. I've been to games there. Trying to, I need to go once. When things open up. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I had a coworker that made it to opening day though. He's a big Padres fan. Really? I think he had to try pretty hard to, to get the, the get tickets. those tickets. Yeah. Are they people a lot of people going? Are people out moving out and around in San Diego now? I mean, they always have been, but um things are more open now, you know? Um, but I don't know. Like I I've mostly just been like staying in and just working and you know playing video games not going out doing yeah that. you're no. not even enjoying san diego you've been down there no. for what almost a year now yeah a year in july okay so i moved like right in the middle of the pandemic yeah and uh it's like we're getting we're like orange here now which i'm not sure what why they have exactly a color means. system that doesn't mean it's like when we the terrorist purple, alerts purple to orange so i'm not sure what that entails i still see most people eating outside when they do eat yeah but um you know I'm just kind of, like, waiting for things to be even more normalized. Like, uh, I haven't done any stand-up down there yet. Um, I plan to. And my whole thing with that was just, like, well, if this is, like, a hard thing to do and stage time is really hard to get, I'm going to let the people that are, like, committed to this scene get their stage time. And I'm yeah. not going to, like, just, like, jump in and try and get it. I'll wait until things are a little more normal. Yeah. there's. Uh, I got a friend down there. Her name is Lauren Jameson. She runs some stuff in San Diego. She's got a little room in san diego and does stuff around that area i oh, can cool. connect you with her yeah so yeah she'd be a good person though she's really nice really funny yeah because the other thing is just like i have a pretty set schedule and it's so it's gonna be hard to like like basically i have three days that i can go do stand-up during yeah so i need to find places where i can do it a lot of stuff in days. san diego these days now i heard yeah it seems like it like they have a laugh factory and a comedy uh store don't they have there. an improv in la jolla or something or they used to maybe it's, they closed i'm not sure i, I, I know there's one. laugh factory in a comedy store and then there's some local comedy clubs as well so there's a it seems like there's a good spread yeah so once i you know get motivated enough and feel feel comfortable enough i'll go get go back out some. there yeah yeah man a year inside is that's too long you gotta be out doing shit yeah it's especially pretty in crazy. san diego i mean i do i am thankful that the job i got like I'm a, I'm around a bunch of dudes and everyone's like super cool. And yeah. so, so there has like, it's been more so like before I moved out for this job, you know, I was working nights at a hotel. So it was just like me by myself. Right. Maybe Not talk, social. Yeah. Maybe talk to a few <laughs> guests, you know, but I'm trying to like end those interactions as quick as possible. Right. So this, like, I think that has like kept me sane. And I mean, basically like the only things I've gone out and done is just like golf with a friend. Like we've g tried to, to golf a few times every month so yeah that's been nice because the weather you know supports that yeah san diego is fucking amazing man it's really nice i live in like a pretty expensive area though all right so. i'm bragging about it Jesus. no no it's it's not good <laughs> like uh, yeah uh, i'm planning on moving soon and like it's nice because i'm 10 minutes away from my work but it's like my rent's super high and so i'm like excited to go move into a more normal area and hopefully you know there's more people young people around because it's where i'm at it's very like retired or oh. family because where what part of sandy you in north R rancho north? bernardo yeah north okay so it's kind of like the uh upper middle class yeah. area and it and san diego is already like a pretty you know middle class 
quite expensive city. Yeah. Like, it feels like this is where people in California go to retire type of thing. Yeah. Or, or to, like, if they have, like, a very good job that is not part of the entertainment industry. Yeah, unless you go to, like, a couple of the beach city, like, right on the beach yeah. or, like, the gas lamp quarter. San sure. Diego is not – I mean, yeah, it's, it's – you know, I mean, people think, like, oh, L.A., San Francisco, and San Diego. It's like, yeah, yeah, San Francisco is a, a different animal from those places a lot. I mean, yeah, just because Silicon Valley and all the tech stuff, I think, just, like, makes that whole place crazy. Yeah. It's like there's people that are willing to just spend stupid amounts of money for – whatever because they have it yeah and then san diego doesn't have like the entertainment thing that la has it's just kind of a big place but you know there's just not it's not as crazy right it, it like feels very suburban like from what i've seen yeah have you been down in the gas lamp quarter at all much i've only gone downtown to drive to the airport oh, okay so I, well uh one time i did walk around one time with uh my roommates. I love the downtown. I love the gas lamp quarter down there. I used to go down there every year and party. Mm. Fucking great time. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm sober right now. <laughs> Are for, you sober? For now. Oh, yeah. Are you, how right. long have you been sober for? From uh, everything? Weed? Yeah, right now I'm not Mushrooms, coke, crack, <laughs> smack? Because, yeah. uh, like, so in January, uh, w- did a golf trip to Vegas with my family and... Uh, Drank with my little brother and little sister, and it was like the first time really drinking with them. Blacked out and uh, sexually assaulted your sister. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but uh, did but hearing hearing your blackout stories from your siblings, like it bothered me in, uh. in a way that, that that stuff has never before. Sure, so I took three months off from drinking, and then a uh, couple weeks ago, like broke it, like just drank, and yeah. it was just like, oh, this is horrible. I'm, I need to not do this. But during that three months, I was, like, smoking weed. Okay. And uh, I'm at, I, it just got to the point where it's just, like, like yeah, this isn't working either. Where it's just, like, because with, with booze, I got to the point where it's, like, okay, I can do this once a week. I, yeah. I, w- I would do it basically binge drink, you know, and drink as much as I could one, one night. And uh, that got to the point where it's just, like, okay, this is affecting my mental health and yeah. all this shit too much. And with weed, it's just like I could do it every day because it's like such a low, low impact drug. Right? You know? Yeah, you can and, still and, do. And it was everything so normal, but um, it would just like totally kill my drive yeah. to do anything outside of you know watch TV and play video games. And so right now, I'm just trying to like fucking detox from that stuff yeah. and s- see where I see how far I can go with it. Debating on if I'm gonna like actually go to AA or anything like that, just to like. You know, I I feel like I do need like some support with this stuff to where it's like because I do get to that point where you know I I don't want to, but part of me is just like whatever, just do it this one night, and then yeah. it, you know we'll fuck up my week because I have the one night of drinking, and so if I had a support system where I could reach out to someone on those when those nights do come up, because I have like I have a couple friends in San Diego, but. They don't really have those issues, and I just like I don't want to burden burden them with yeah. them. And also, I just don't think they would have they would understand where I'm coming from in 
You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's important to find. I've actually been trying to get something going in Spokane that's like a sober community, like that does activities together. It's not like AA, but like right. we can get together and just, you know, like, oh, we're playing cards. We're going to play kickball or we're going, you know, laser, whatever, fucking whatever people want to do. Just like this organized and, you know, you can meet other people and network and kind of have like this network of people to have sober friends to go do events with because i mean like i did a show last night at the club and afterwards everyone's like oh we're going to gamer though the bar next door like you coming over and i'm like no and like and you know it's not even because i worry about drinking like i i'm at a point now where i mean i'm like two years sober like i don't give a shit i drinking doesn't bother me like right people drinking doesn't bother me but you don't always want to be around it when yeah. you're sober because it's just like you know it's just annoying. Yeah. <laughs> it's like really. I was going to say like, yeah, people are on a different wavelength, but it, and it's an annoying wavelength. Yeah. It's just loud yeah. and annoying. It is too crowded. And I'm like, I don't Stupid know. Stupid conversation. Yeah. You know, just like, I don't know. I'm good. Um, so I think that is important. AA doesn't work for everyone. I mean, I've got a friend here in Spokane now who has kind of been on and off the wagon and reaches mm-hmm. out to me a lot when they're um, having problems and uh, fucking... I feel bad. They asked me to be their sponsor and I'm like, I don't know if I can do that. Like mm-hmm. not, I just don't, I mean, I, like, I just, I don't know if I have the time to commit to like being available for someone like that. Uh, 24 seven, you know? Yeah. And um, I mean, whatever, I don't want to judge them, but I feel like you should, if you're looking for that, you should be looking for it within the program. Cause those are the people that are making that commitment. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, asking someone outside, that's like a big hassle. Well, well, and that's, you know, I mean, I've been there for them so many times when they've tried to get sober, been sober, like help sure, them with so stuff. It's like pretty normal. Yeah. Be and, there for them. Yeah. It's like a connection that way, but also like, you know, they have the problem that like you said, they don't, AA, they don't want to go to AA. And I'm like, I get that. Um, I never liked AA either. I went a couple times and I hated it. And that's partly why I want to create this group because I think having a support system is important, but I think AA is extremely antiquated and it doesn't work for everyone. It's not a like this, it's not a one size fits all. And they just think, oh, just go to AA and that's your solution. It's like when I went to AA, like there was a time when I had to go to, when I court man had to go to AA yeah. and like, I like, are you getting at it? Anything out of this? I'm like, this makes me want to drink more than anything else. <laughs> Not because hearing these people and their stories, but because it's so frustrating to hear these stupid fucking stories. And I feel like I'm wasting my time and then I get annoyed and that makes me want to drink. It's not a trigger because they're talking about alcohol. It's because this is fucking a waste of my time. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I've never been like AA worked for my dad. Um, I know a lot of people get hung up on the religious stuff, and it, yeah. so- and it sounds like, though, that can vary from group to group how Definitely. much that's emphasized. So you should, like, look, if there's multiple chapters, look into different groups to yeah. see what ones work for you. Um, but for me, I, I feel like it would help me to hear some of those stories just because it's like, you know, it could always be worse type of thing. Yeah. And it, it kind of... It'd get me out of, like, my own little fucking pussy-ass emotional yeah. inside and hear, <laughs> hear some, you know, hear some outside I, uh, stories and perspectives. Um, but also, it's just, like, th- there's definitely parts of it where yeah. just just from knowing generally about it, there are parts of it that I'm just, like, that just kind of seems very... For some people, it's good. For some people, it doesn't work. And, you know, and for other people, find... they literally just replace their drinking habits with 
AA right. groups, you know. Yeah. And it's and or you see those people that are able to uh, become sober and put all of that energy and time into fitness. I wish I could do that. I've tried. <laughs> I've tried that so many Be times. fucking ripped. Yeah, dude. And it's just like I cannot like. Well, I think it's a balance. The thing is, like, uh, you know, people who drink a lot, because I was that person, too, like excess and they binge and they Mm -hmm. go hard. And, you know, you know how it is. I think it's finding a balance. For me, it was like creating a more structured routine, Mm -hmm. um, committing to it and, um, you know, like finding other things to replace it. You know, like I'm pretty ritualistic. Like I get up about the same time every day. I have some coffee. I do yoga, I meditate, um, you know, I do some work for a couple hours. Uh, These days a week I go play basketball in the morning and then these days a week I'm writing and then Mm -hmm. it's like I kind of have a schedule. I'm I'm starting to do that. Like I've been getting into that and that's when, you know, when it it has been easier to not do that, drink as much. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like just like, the mental shame of hearing, you know, my little sister tell me an embarrassing story. That was obviously like a big, a big motivator, but also just like getting into the, that routine, that healthier routine has helped too. Yeah. Yeah. It makes a difference. And just committing to that can really be the, uh, the, the difference maker. At least it was for me, um, in replacing it and just, you know, also you just have to decide, like, that's the thing too. Like there were times I thought about drink quitting and then there was a point where I'm like, I just don't want to do this anymore. And then I just, mm-hmm. that's when I stopped, you know? And I think I've just, I'm getting closer and closer to that point if I'm not there. Yeah. Like, I just don't want to do this anymore. And, you know, and maybe eventually I will be like, oh, I do want to do this and do this again. But I, I need to, I need to know what it's like to not do it for a long enough time. So you can compare. Compare. Yeah. Cause it, it is super easy to not do it for a while like for a couple months or whatever yeah and, and then be like oh yeah i'm pretty good at not doing this so i sh- i could i'm probably gonna be okay if i do do it this yeah. one time and then that just totally just like well everything that happened before happens again and it's just like what did i expect like yeah like i didn't give it enough time for me to change well yeah i mean and also even who knows how much time that is like even here's the way i look at it like i've had there's plenty of times where I've been like at doing a show at a brewery or something. I'm like, Oh man, that like, and I love porters, right? And I'm like, that porter looks pretty good. You know, they got a fucking chocolate Brown Porter. Like that's my fave. Like I could have a beer. Mm-hmm. And then I started thinking about, I'm like, but like, why? I'm like, what's what? Okay. I have that beer and I pay a couple bucks for it. And maybe it's, maybe I like it a lot. Um, but then what? Like, you know, I don't think I'm going to go off the rails, but also, like, it doesn't really do anything for me either. So I'm just like, you know, even when I have those thoughts, I'm like, it's just not worth it for whatever. Even even if nothing happened or, you know, whatever, I fucking plow through a special needs school bus on my way home. <laughs> Who fucking knows? Like, either way, you know, either way, it just there's not it's not it's, it's not worth it. Sure. So, um, I mean, you just kind of. I like to weigh out wants and needs too in life. Like, do I want this mm-hmm. or do I need this? You know, right. and uh, you know, look at it that way. And it can be like, yeah, well, I guess it just takes time, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Well, um, so speaking of things that uh, uh, make you want to drink, um, I know uh, 
as our resident movie expert, you recently saw Justice League, the four-hour epic. Uh, I saw Zack Snyder's Justice League. <laughs> There's a difference, Deez. There is a. There's there a, is definitely about a, a two-hour difference. difference. There is, yeah, about two hours and seven minutes, something like that. Um, what? Uh, I don't think I've talked about it yet on the show. I think I was waiting to talk to you about it. What? Oh, okay. uh, what if your? What is your thoughts? I mean, I think it. It's a piece of crap. <laughs> I I think it's better than the Joss Whedon cut, even though it's two hours longer, which is ridiculous. Um, but I still think it's better. Like, fuck, dude, the Whedon cut, like the the color changes they made to make it like more bright and more because they are trying to like make it more fun or whatever, yeah. more bright. Like that movie is so visually ugly. Like it it just like it offends me on this like very visceral level <laughs> looking at it. So just like the fact that this movie fucking looks normal yeah. to, a, to a degree, like is a huge thing for me, but I don't know, like Zack Snyder, he, he just has like the lamest cinematic impulses, like all his slow motion shit is just oh like, God. some of it is cool. Like some of it with the flash works, but like it, there's a shot of just about a, Three second shot of a shell casing just flying yeah. off the off the gun of the Batmobile. Like not even like it's it's literally focused on the casing of the bullet yeah. flying backwards. And it's like, why is this in here? Right. This isn't cool. This is so stupid. Why are you putting this in here? Well, there's so many moments where I mean, I I think one of the basic things that they'll teach you in filmmaking, you know, when you're ma- is like every scene should be intentional and in pushing the film forward, right? Like everything's supposed to have a purpose basically. Or sure. you, and um, there is so much in that movie that serves no purpose. Like that's weird scene when Aquaman leaves and the girl's singing and she's, I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck is happening? And then she, I'm like, it's this so is just going to be for a second. Yeah. And it just keeps going. It's yeah. so awkward. And everyone's just kind of looking at him like this and that, that is like, that's the build up that guy his character does. <laughs> They're so important. It's so he's so important to their life. Yeah, it's so important. Like the first we got to act 4 and they hadn't even become a team yet and I'm like, mm-hmm. "Holy shit, dude. You there's we're two we're an hour and a half into this movie and you guys haven't even all met yet." I mean, I I think my main issue with that stuff is besides just like it's terrible writing. There's just terrible writing everywhere. It's just corny as fuck. Like so much of it i'm just like in my head i'm just like gay yeah like you know where it's just like <laughs> what the fuck are we doing like but my biggest problem is just like i think the way zack snyder see sees these characters and wants to portray them where it's just like he wants to have this weight and gravitas to them and it's just like he want he wants you to feel like they're gods yeah but then it's like the source material is like made for children. You're taking this stuff that's made for teenagers, for children, and you're trying to make it feel like this very mature thing. Right. And right there, it just clashes on this fundamental level for me. Where it's like even Marvel, when they are taking their characters serious, there is still a fun, light tone to the overall uh, movies right to where it's like okay it is having these serious moments but it understands what it is it's inherently stupid yes and S- snyder does not want you to think 
like that inherently the these characters are cheesy these characters are immature yeah and that, and that just bugs me that's that's why uh and i've said this we've had this conversation before but why i don't hate the original justice league cut be or like i can watch Venom because I know they're just dumb movies about superheroes, and I'm gonna watch a. I'm, I'm gonna watch you know, uh, two hours of just dumb action, and I turn my brain off and have low expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like you're in, you're out. There's some fun. There's some action. There's some really unbelievable stuff, and you're like, okay fine that's it i'm out it was just ridiculous and that's it's a superhero movie you know if you get so every now and then you'll get like a little better version of a superhero movie you'll get a a deadpool a guardians of the galaxy a a thor ragnarok and you're like okay that's like a little it was better than the formula you know um but otherwise i'm like i'm just watching this because it's dumb and fun but uh, yeah Zack snyder's it's so so deadly serious and so fucking long. There's w- w- the weirdest music choices. In the- it, it, it's so <laughs> lame too. It's just so dumb. God, dude, that's the thing. It's just like so much of it is just so dumb. Yeah. And it's like, and it's weird the how positive I feel like a lot of the reception to this movie is. It's wildly positive, which is insane well, it's, to it's me. Either, it's either people that are just like, this is absolute trash, or people that are like, this is so good. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't get how you can watch this and be like, it's so, not think it's just so dumb. And it's just like, and it's just like, yeah, it's earnest, but that doesn't excuse that it's just terrible. <laughs> and like, but the thing is, they're like, it, the Snyder cut, it does it. The characters do work better for me because there is that backstory, there is a setup and stuff. And like, I think Cyborg is like a pretty lame character in Snyder's Justice League. Yeah, but he's at least it's at least more satisfying to watch than the Whedon. Can stuff. be sad about football for forty five yeah. minutes. That's like a whole arc of the I know. film. It him dude, wishing he was playing football again. When when <laughs> when he, the whole bank account stuff. When he's like manipulating the the uh, fucking ATM. Yeah, yeah. That is just the fucking lamest <laughs> shit. And uh, or like yeah, his whole thing like I can talk to machines and oh she. She wants to fly. It's in her nature about the helicopter. Oh, yeah. God damn it, dude. This is so dumb. The, I I was like instantly, uh, I think one of the first, because I was like, all right, buckle up. Like, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to do it. I Did you watch it all in one sitting? I did. Okay, so I watched it in like two and a half sittings. I, tr- I trudged through the whole thing in one sitting. I don't even know if I paused That it. sounds miserable. It, I would probably hate it more if I did that. <laughs> it was very miserable, but like, it didn't take me long for me to be a little thrown off. Like, my first thing I was a little thrown off on was the introduction of Wonder Woman, and then she who can move lightning fast and block bullets uh, when there's one villain left who doesn't, who's out of bullets, she blows him away through a building, blowing fucking a whole building down under cops below. I'm like, that seems like a little extreme and probably the least uh, effective way to take him out without injuring any other people and prop millions in property damage. Uh, it's just not quite the tone I thought it would be. Yeah, I don't know. She, 
I can't decide. Well, I mean, I do think she's a bad actress. Like, I think she's bad, but I think it kind of works for that character, though, because it's like she's not like a regular person. So she being like, yeah, so her like her delivery is so fucking bizarre. Yeah. It's just like, oh, we must go because we are the strong ones, but they will not break us from how strong we are with our <laughs> bonds together. It's just like, it's, it's just like the, that's a weird way to say anything. Type right. Of thing. Like well, all, all of her, deli- her delivery is just so bizarre to me. But um, She's Israeli. Come on. You got to give her. I know, I know she is. <laughs> um, but uh, I was thinking it's weird how DC has the worst luck. Like, I was just thinking about this, and it's like, they have so many unlikable actors in their movies, like, in their franchises. Because it's like, Affleck, you know? Yeah. He became so unlikable right, like, right as he was becoming Batman. And then um, Amber Heard. Oh, yeah. Fucking, uh, and uh, Gal Gadot. She, is she unlikable now? Well, she did. Yeah, at the start of the pandemic, she did like that whole Imagine oh, song. Oh yeah, people well, didn't like her. Why didn't they like her for that? What was wrong with that? Um, I think it was just this. I don't. I don't even know. I didn't even follow that whole story. I was okay. Just like, okay, we're mad because a bunch of celebrities are like singing to us. <laughs> I guess okay. But also, like, she's like super pro Israel and Palestine's. You know, the, yeah, the okay. most evil thing in the world. And it's like, well, you know. I mean, they're throwing rocks at you, and you're kind of just blowing them up. <laughs> <laughs> not not to say that they aren't bad, but right. <laughs> um, and then uh, Jared Leto, like super unlikable dude. Sure, I I hate thirty, 30 seconds 30 to Mars, seconds to Mars, Mars also. and he's also just like he just seems like the biggest like L.A. douchebag type of guy. Yeah, uh, <laughs> like he seems like he's gonna have a sex cult that gets revealed at some point. Sure, any day now. But I was just thinking like, oh, that it's kind of funny how like. They just have the worst luck where they've just like so many of their characters are just these their actors are just played by these unlikable actors. And then th- their movies are just like so unlikable. It was just a weird thing that I thought of. They, they Well, it's not not wrong. Yeah, <laughs> they uh, uh, what are they? T- there's a bunch of fans also. Talking oh, Ezra about- Miller. Also, he's unlikable. What's wrong with him? The, have you seen the video in Iceland? He was shit faced and he attacked a, like a teenage fan of his. <laughs> He physically assaulted her because she was, like, asking for an autograph, and he was just, like, yelling at her and then just, like, lunged at her. Jesus. And, and his his friend was just like, no, 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 dude, dude. Oh, my God. I did not yeah. see that. I don't keep up on DMZ, I guess, but Jesus, this is a fucking – yeah, they're, they're fucked, dude. They got to break up and just go – just do single mo- – like, these one-off movies, you know, where or, like, you know, you do – a Batman trilogy or whatever, but have it yeah. be a standalone thing. Uh, you don't have to be – the you know I mean it's the cinematic a, universe right that that thing I mean if you decide to do a crossover movie eventually or whatever b- fucking bonus but like you don't have to do Marvel's uh, I mean obviously well I think part of their problem was they tried to do Marvel's thing and then they half-assed it yeah like they didn't just commit to it and it's like and it's like okay like those movies are still Snyder's movies have always been like financially successful and right a, a certain amount of the fans always loved it. And they just couldn't. They never fully committed to it because they. I guess they just wanted the Marvel thing. Yeah, I just don't think they were as successful as Marvel movies, so they weren't happy. Right. And it's like, well, you know, Marvel really cracked the code. They also, they also planned stuff out like five, ten years in advance, like fucking psychopaths, man. Like you know, and what uh, does? <laughs> I mean, DC said that like the only movies that are still on their slate 
uh, that were like a couple of years ago is the Flash movie. Everything else has been wiped and they, you know, doing a different Batman and doing, you know, talking about a different Superman and all this stuff. Well, I'm curious. I'm I'm wondering if like they're going to use this James Gunn Suicide Squad as a reboot of the tone of what they're going to be doing moving forward. I would imagine. I mean, I and, would. And I mean, Gunn, you know, he seems to understand how to translate comic book stories and characters to cinema. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if they're like, hey, man, you want to be our guy? You want to be, you know, the producer that, you know, has a hand in all these movies going forward? But do you th- what, where's that going to stand with he made that movie when he was temporarily fired from Guardians of the Galaxy? Mm-hmm. And I think Disney will do anything now to make sure that he's not making movies for DC. I think they'd be willing to offer it to, to make sure they keep him in the stable. So, yeah, I don't know. Cause it's just like, but I mean, like, I guess DC could throw you, enough money out and be just, like, you're the new architect. Yeah. And I mean, to me, it's like, obviously money's a big factor, but I would hope that like gun seems like a guy that does want to make the things that he like he wa- he seems like he wants to make things he likes. Sure. So I think yeah. I think ultimately he's gonna go to what one sounds creatively more fulfilling, and it's just like, it is that you know making Guardians movies for the next you know decade, or is it having a way bigger canvas to paint with? Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, if they, I mean, if they're smart, you're right. If they're smart, they would be like, hey, you be our guy to build the universe but also i think no pun intended they're super gun shy about trying i mean I, they've kind of eliminated the idea mm-hmm. of building a universe so like no matter how successful suicide squad is i think they're just d- the they're just doing these like boutique films now one which is also fine yeah like because uh, they got the batman the it's just called the Batman. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah, which and, looks badass. And that doesn't seem to be connected to anything. It's it's not. And yeah. that'll probably get its own little like trilogy or something if it does well. I imagine, because that movie alone is packed with like villains. So I think there's a lot is of it? build up. Yeah, there's I've like only heard, five. Oh, I didn't know that. I there's, just thought there was the Riddler and the Penguin. Uh, there's Riddler, Penguin. Uh, I think there's rumors of Harvey Dent, possibly. Uh, killer croc there's a there's a scene that where a guy's all wrapped up in a with his, his face like supposed to be like hush um I don't know what hush I, is. yeah hush was like a big there was a big storyline called hush uh that was like a really crazy storyline that so he's probably in there um yeah it sounds like is, it's there, gonna, is venom supposed to ever cross over with batman in these movies like do they are they planning on doing venom that? come on man venom's marvel Oh, you're right. What am I thinking? I don't know. I, I don't know why, for some reason, I was like, wait, he's Batman. No, he, yeah, he's Spider-Man. Yeah, that's Spider-Man shit. Huh. But they're the second Venom's coming. I'm excited about that. Yeah, with fucking <laughs> car- Carnage or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I just, like, I kind of don't give a shit about superheroes anymore. I, uh, like, yeah. They just they completely burn me out. The the I mean, I still watch them. Mm-hmm. They're very formulaic. WandaVision was good. That's you what I've heard. That? I haven't. You gonna? Maybe. You should. It's not superhero. Watch like the first six episodes, and then the rest is just uh, 
it devolves into yeah it becomes yeah yeah i i was thinking of watching it like basically just hate watch it because everyone i kept hearing people say like oh it's so lynchian it's so lynchian and it's just like Uh, oh great so uh, this fucking movie has like some weird visuals or something in it or it's doing something like semi-meta weird narrative shit and now they're comparing it to lynch uh, I don't know if I'd say that. I mean, I guess I kind of get the comparison, but I would. I guess I wouldn't have drawn that. But it's very good. The first few episodes are very, very good. And then it, it slowly starts becoming less that. And then the last couple episodes, you're like, yeah, this is kind of like the only way it was going to end. And I've always said that, though. That's my favorite part about superhero movies are the first 70%. The last 30%, I just kind of check out because it's like, all right, they're going to win. They're going to fight and win. It's going to be like a big blue beam shooting yeah. out of the middle of the city <laughs> with a big gray cloud swirling around it, and they're going to go to that beam, and they're going to fight the bad guy and win. Yeah, that's kind of the end. Yeah. And like, So it's the stuff that leads up to that that's For fun. Sure. you know. Yeah. And uh, after that, I'm like, all right, got it. You know, That's why I watch a lot of superhero movies before I go to sleep because I always watch the good part. <laughs> then I fall asleep when it's yeah. you know, getting shitty. Um, did but, you fucking? But I've heard like good things about uh, the Captain Falcon, Falcon and Winter yeah. show. It's not great. Okay, I I think it's rather boring. Um, not I don't. Neither of the characters are particularly compelling. Uh, the story isn't particularly compelling. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just feels like a, ne- a necessity to fill a space because there was like three days where there wasn't something Marvel new coming out. <laughs> so like we got to we got this. Um, and I don't know. That's kind of my concern when they started launching all these shows. Like, you know, sometimes less is more. It makes them special. It makes them more fun. And, you know, they're putting more into it. But when you're like, hey, WandaVision just ended. Now there's this show. And when this show's over, Loki's starting. It's like, oh, really? Yeah damn so uh, the loki show might be fun you know i think loki's an interesting character tom hiddleston's a good actor uh you know if you get he some play and he plays it well yeah huh so i didn't realize that yeah they the other thing is just like fucking disney man like it's just, just a machine it's a machine and it's just this annoying cultural force that just like just oversaturates everything. Just tells you what to like. This it's, is what you're going to enjoy. Just, oh, my God, dude. <laughs> and Disney people, like, I work with a, a couple people that are, like, Disney people where it's, like, everything Disney they watch. Uh, it's just like, yeah, just, like, please stop talking to me about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, what about, uh, do you watch Kong vs. Godzilla? Not yet. I haven't seen I. I saw the Kong movie, Skull Island. Yeah. I didn't see the first Godzilla movie, so I feel like I should watch that. Well, there's Godzilla, then there's Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Oh, well, fuck. Yeah, you're way so, behind on the whole Monarch thing, huh? universe. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're kind yeah. of a shared universe thing, too. Right. I haven't seen any of it then, other uh, than Kong, Skull Island. Kong, Skull Island was fun. Uh, the yeah, go- it was fun. The first Godzilla movie, I think, was fine. The second one is really bad. Okay. Uh, did you watch this new one, then? I did. What do you think? It's so bad. <laughs> it's so fucking bad. Okay. I can't believe... Pe- it's, it's, it is... I mean, listen, I can turn... Again, we just... we As we know, and you and I have discussed ad nauseum, I can turn my brain off and watch Venom and fucking enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I understand it's a bad movie. But it's really bad. It's very bad. I get it. But when he, when he eats the lobster, it's very good. There's uh, there's some fun parts. It's just whatever. It's dumb. And it's probably nostalgia for that character. I love that character growing up. So it's uh-huh. kind of fun to see him on the big screen. Um, well, it, 
it felt so good to you to see someone of the same skin color represented in comic books. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're talking about Venom or Tom Hardy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the uh, the I don't. I didn't know how you could fuck up a movie where King Kong and Godzilla fight. Yeah. Like, literally, all you have to do is show me two hours of them fighting, and I would be thrilled. For sure. This movie is a fucking wreck. Like, for some reason, there's some little girl who looks like she's dressed like an Ewok, and uh, <laughs> she she can, like, sign to Kong, sign language with Kong. Oh, and, God. Like, Kong, like, communicates with her that way, so, like, that's how they kind of control Kong. Um and they're trying to get to the center of the earth for some reason. There's like a hollow earth and they're getting the, they need Kong to take them there for some reason, but they don't really explain why they need to get to the center of the earth. They just want to know. They just, they're going to go and mm -hmm. they need Kong to take them there. And then they get there and then they don't do anything. And then they leave. <laughs> uh, here's what here's they're like, shit, there is a center of the earth. Let's get out of here. <laughs> we have scram uh, for the catch us here. Here's uh, my favorite part about it. Uh, spoiler alert for Sam and anyone else who hasn't seen the movie. Um, Godzilla is attacking Japan. They've already fought a couple times, but they, they take Kong and he, uh, they need him to take them to the center of the earth for somehow he'll know they didn't need him. They knew how to get there. They just used him. They just followed him. But, like, they already knew how to get there, but they needed him. To, it's weird. Um, it's like like a hood pass. Like, you needed someone. They was, yeah. like, cool enough. But they're at the center of the earth, and Godzilla's in Japan, and he's he. they can sense each other. The Titans can. And he uses his uh, fucking whatever laser blast mouth and blasts into the ground and blasts the hole straight to the center of the earth. <laughs> and then King Kong jumps into the hole because, you know, gravity's weird when you're at the center of the earth yeah. and goes flying up <laughs> to Japan <laughs> and fights King Kong or fights Godzilla. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, I am so... So, wait, they fought in Japan? Yeah, they fight a couple times. They fight oh, okay. in Japan, the last one. Then... They, then Mecha Godzilla comes and oh, then they got to team up against the common enemy. It's a very, very, uh, yeah, it's heart wrenching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that I don't know that I'm gonna watch <laughs> any of this stuff now. You might have just like convinced me not to watch anything I ever would, again. I would tell you, I'm not just gonna to continue <laughs> only watching YouTube videos and feeling bad about it. It's <laughs> just like, oh, I just spent two hours doing nothing. Well, watching absolutely nothing. Yeah. There's this Korean baby. Uh, she's pretty funny. Go find her. Korean baby? Yeah, there's this really cute Korean baby. What that, does she do? Uh, she just says stuff. Like, what does she is say? She, is it in Korean or English? It's in Korean. They subtitle it, though. She's pretty funny. Oh, that, so, here's the thing. They can subtitle it any way they want. I don't exactly. fucking know. But, uh, yeah. So I, I'll just watch, like, two hours of recommended videos off of a Korean baby video <laughs> and be like, I guess I could have watched King Kong. Yeah, like that could have been. <laughs> that could have been a bad movie. Oh, uh, don't, don't do it. Uh, he, the, I was excited for it. And then like I, people online are like, we're getting mad. It's like, oh, well, King Kong's, why is he so big now? He's not that big. Now he's fighting. They got to scale him up to fight Godzilla. I'm like, Bro, you're you're watching a movie about a giant lizard and a giant monkey fighting. Like, are you gonna really quabble, quibble over fucking what size they were? Mm -hmm. You know, just I just wish they would have literally. They could have just put him in a, you know, 
an MMA cage. <laughs> and that would have been done, a fun movie. Done if they're rounds. Like, if they're like, okay, we're gonna fucking sell the pay per view. Dana White <laughs> is just like, we got to get these two. Right, Vegas has odds. Yeah. I would 100% watch that film. They could have been like the Rocky of uh, monster movies. No, if if one thing that I'm sure of, it's after quarantine and all this, is cinema is dead. It's dead forever. You think Disney so? Disney owns everything. Yeah. Disney dictates how everything works now, so all we're going to get is stuff that's either Disney or shit imitating Disney, and cinema is fucking dead. Sure seems that way, man. Sure seems that way. I mean, I think... Dune is hopefully the last gasp, and we get one last good real movie, and then the rest is just this, is, this fucking big budget TV horse shit. Is Dune good? Is the original Dune good? The David Lynch movie or the book? The David Lynch one. I've never seen it, but I hear it's bad. Yeah, I hear it's a mess. Why? Yeah, I, I I've always thought it was, but people talk about it like it's a good movie, and I'm like, are we watching the same mm, movie? I think it's like a cult classic, and I think there's people that like it because they saw it as a kid, and then I think there are people that like it because it's like so, so insane. bad. It's so so yeah. what? What do we? Why are people thinking this is going to be good? Fucking Denis Villeneuve, dog, the director, fucking best director working right now. Blade Runner twenty forty nine, Arrival, Sicario. Prisoners, did Okay, all right, well, now, all right. To me, he's my favorite director right now because he blends kind of this artsy, art house stuff with blockbuster movie making. Sure, And okay. Like, he's kind of picked up that Nolan mantle of combining these two styles of filmmaking. All right, well, if he's making that movie, I feel like I could give it a shot then. I was definitely out. Now I feel like I got a toe in, at least. I would check it out. I'm I'm super pumped for it. Um, I read the book. I, well, I read the first two books, and I like the book well enough. Yeah. You know? um, I could see if you read it at a certain age, it'd probably hit you pretty hard because it's pretty... It has a lot of cool concepts in it and stuff. Yeah. Overall, it's a little boring. But... um. It's a cool world, and like just from the trailers, it looks visually, it looks very cool. Yeah, and it, it's got like the fucking most star-studded cast ever. Who else in it? Timothy Chalamet, Zendaya, Zendaya. What's your name? You know uh, what I'm talking about? Yeah. Josh Brolin, Aquaman, um, Dave Bautista. Um, bah, 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 bah. there's more. I can't remember. Mm. All right, sounds good. I'm gonna. I'll, all right, I'm in this time. Now I'm. Now I'm willing. Yep. So. so. All right. And hopefully I can see it on the big screen. We'll see, man. I don't know. I think uh, theaters may be dead. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Although, but if everything's just going to, you know, now that everything's just going. It's the only reason I kept HBO Max. I canceled yeah. all my other apps. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I got my buddy hooked me up with a fire stick and he hooked it up bootleg style. So, like, I can, I can download any, scrape anything off the internet. Gotcha. Um, I just kept HBO Max so I could watch new movies coming out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but well, I. Dune, that, that's going to be HBO Max day and day. Okay. It's Warner. Nice. Yeah, I dumped everything else. I, w- yeah. I realized I'm like, at a certain point during the pandemic, I had Netflix, HBO, I had Disney, I had Amazon Plus, and I think I had something else. I'm like, I fucking, I scroll through all these and can't find shit, you mm. know? So I just dumped them all. Yeah. Fuck okay. it. Um, all right. Uh, well, shit, man. You ready to get out of here? Call the day? 
yeah, I got to go watch the Zags lose. God, yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah. Um, all right, guys. Uh, well, that's all. Um, go to deescompany.com. Check out the uh, website. We got a bunch of events coming up, so find one near you. Uh, for Social Hour, I've been Deece. And for Sam, thanks, guys. Yeah, thank you. And we'll see you next week.